Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. You're tuned into the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. I'm Joe DeLeon here with Ryan Roberts. We're moving on to safety week. We've got another pairing before we get to our rankings on the next episode. Alex will be joining us after we missed him last week. Today, we've got a pairing of two tall safeties, JL Skinner from Boise State, Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M. This is an odd one, Ryan, because they're both big safeties. One is bulkier than the other, but they play vastly different roles and have vastly different usages at the next level, despite being both in that six foot two and, and three quarter, six foot three ish range. They are really in they're really exciting football players, man. I mean, if it's it feels like this, the position is just getting bigger and bigger, Joe. I mean, you think about Jeremy Chin that came out a few years ago. You think about Kyle Hamilton this past cycle. JL Skinner is very similar size to a Kyle Hamilton and Antonio Johnson may not be quite as thick as JL Skinner's 220 pounds, but he's a six, three, right around 200 pound safety himself. So we got the big boys on tap for today, man. Big and boys. I know that's uh it's exciting for you. It's very I, I don't know if I'd call Antonio Johnson a big boy. Oh man, he's a big boy. Six three, two hundred pounds. No, he's listed at one ninety two. He looks one ninety. He's listed at one ninety five, and I okay. would be surprised if he's not over two hundred pounds at this point. I don't know. I didn't feel like he was that big. JL Skinner's a big freaking dude. I he's nice I don't huge. think he's six. I don't think he's six four, but he's a big mm-hmm. dude. You don't um, think he's six four? I, I think I have the official measurements. So do you? He, yeah, he was on. Right, wait, uh, he was on let, plus, though. I think I'll, I'll let second. you pull it up and and I'll do the read. But uh, I'm yeah. curious. I don't know. I just didn't get the feeling he was six foot four. Uh, while you're looking that up, <clears throat> I want to tell you folks about Bet Online. We're almost a week away. We're a few days and a week away from college football, and I'm telling you guys right now, there's not that many games, but I'm gonna bet as many of those games as as possible. I'm gonna be so freaking juiced up that I can bet college football. No more of this baseball nonsense betting strikeouts i'm sick of it and i'm going to be going to bet online which has the best platform best odds contest events for sports betting find reviews and news for every league including major league baseball nfl nba nhl combat sports esports and even golf but can bet online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information from live in-game betting props and futures head to bet online today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet use our promo code believe 50 to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts all right let's start with jl skinner uh did yes. you get a verified height on him i do yes he is six foot four and one eighth 
210 oh. pounds. He was 210 pounds in the spring, and he has 33 inch arms. So, so he's, he's taller than six four. He's slightly taller than six four. Six four and a hair. We'll call it six four and an eighth right now. Yes. Wow, I'm bad at I'm bad at gauging guys' heights on film. You're yeah, really bad, really bad at it. Yeah, awful I, at it. Really, I don't, I don't know why. One, I one, of, one was... of the worst, one of the worst I've ever seen. Really, <laughs> for for someone who who claims to to like bigger athletes, and I, I can't even tell how big they are. <laughs> yes. So I mean, but honestly, Joe, yes. like you know, we're joking around here, but he is pretty much the same exact size as Kyle Hamilton from a size perspective. I'm pretty sure Kyle also weighed in at six foot four and an eighth. 33 inch arms. So he is pretty much the same exact size profile as Kyle Hamilton, who went number 14 overall to the Baltimore Ravens this past year. Obviously Kyle Hamilton has more range. Like the one thing that was brought up with him was sideline mm-hmm. to sideline. But I think if we timed him in a 40 right now, JL Skinner, I don't think it would be that far off from that, that four, six number. I know we were so shocked by that four, six number, but I think Skinner has that that low four six, high four five speed. He's pretty fast for his size. You know what they had on him for a estimate on because he didn't obviously didn't run the four yard dash. It was just you know measuring in during spring day. But you know what the, the scouts put as a as a estimated forty time for JL Skinner? Don't tell me something silly. Well, what do you think? Well, considering we were so off on Kyle Hamilton, I don't know four four, four five. Four four five is exactly the number that they have he's on JL Skinner. A, he's not a four four five guy. Nah, I don't think he's a four four five guy either. But I will say this: he is quite explosive for his size. So my guy can move a little bit, man. He can move. And again, to your point, let's not let's let's not let's not make this like a mythical tale for a second, right? Like he, you shouldn't expect this guy to be a four, four athlete at this size. Like he's a massive, massive dude, right? So four, five, five at six, four, 210 plus pounds is going to look pretty good <laughs> if we're, if we're being honest. So JL Skinner is a very athletic kid, as we can tell just by those, that height, weight, speed combination. Now, Ryan, if you know anything about me, which uh, I don't think you do. Um, <laughs> and have you, as you've learned my scouting tendencies, Yes. Uh, you could probably guess that I really, really like JL Skinner. I, I'm, I'm consistent with my bias, mm-hmm. and I watched him. When I watched him with the one game that we did have access to, uh, I was very, very impressed. Yeah. You talked about that explosiveness for his size. I, I, he's, he's outside of that range of what he needs to be for his explosiveness being a bigger safety. He moves as well as some smaller guys do that we're probably going to look at in this class to couple that with his skills as a run defender is, is exciting to watch. Like, I, I think this is a guy who you mentioned a Jeremy chin. This is what teams look for in safeties these days. When we did linebackers, we talked about how there, there's these tweener guys, a Trenton Simpson. How does he fit on a defense? The opposite here is a hybrid player like a JL Skinner that is a really good run defender is as good of a tackler as some linebackers are. I think this is what a lot of teams are excited for, uh, for safeties. And a guy like him is going to be highly sought after in this upcoming draft. So if you haven't seen him for Boise state, should I do the backstory real quick? Yeah. 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 So he's from point Loma high school in San Diego, California. 
the background is, is that he was a lightly recruited player, three-star recruits by both ESPN and 247 Sports. I think a couple didn't even have him ranked at all. So offensively, 1,000 yards all-purpose, 11 touchdowns a senior year. Defensively, 40 tackles, one interception, five forced fumbles, three-time letterman in both basketball and track and field. So a pretty highly acclaimed athlete coming out. Ends up at Boise State. My favorite things about him, Joe, is it's sort of like Kyle Hamilton to a degree where Kyle Hamilton was the best player on Notre Dame's defense. So, like, at 6'4", 220, they would put him, they would put him at single high free safety a ton. Yeah. And, honestly, Boise State would also do that with J.L. Skinner. Like, he's playing too high a ton, but he's also playing single high. They're using it all over the place, and I think that's more like a kudos to just the – athlete that he is at that size right like that's not an an ordinary thing for a size profile like this to be doing and I think that there's a solid enough range on the back end we're like too high safety cool but for the anything for me the thing that really attracted me is explosive athlete and he's a heat-seeking missile man like this I think Jeremy Chin is actually excuse me I think Jeremy Chin is a good comp for him I really do because I think that there is a Strong safety, second-level defender, mid-hole defender. Like, he can do a little bit of everything. But I definitely want him coming towards the line of scrimmage, yes. right? Like, I don't want him, like, sitting back and being that single high, deep safety. I want him to get involved in the run game because he's a striker. He's got great length. He can close passing windows, work in short zones. I think he can do a lot of things. And then also, I think he's more than adequate enough as a change of direction player to be a tight end racer. Like, I, I could see him – as a de facto strong safety Sam linebacker coming up and playing man on man against tight ends. Like I can see that big slots. I think you can do all that type of stuff, but I was over the moon on JL Skinner, to be honest, when I was watching him, I did not expect to be as high as I, as I was wow. on JL Skinner, but this kid is a really athletic kid, not quite Kyle Hamilton, but he's right. Kyle Hamilton light. Like he's got some of that in him, in my opinion. It's it's interesting that you brought up how they had him playing over the top a lot. And mm-hmm. I don't think that's like you just talked about here. I, he should not be doing that in the NFL. I, I think that's just right. a circumstance of being the best af- athlete at in the secondary that you're going to ask him to do that. But bring him down more the, towards the line of scrimmage. Play that Jeremy Chin role. And this is a really freaking good player. And like I was saying to a second ago, this is what teams are looking for. They want a, a nickel safety that they don't have to take off the field, that they can leave on the field as often as possible. Maybe his his role where you play him varies based on the look, but he's got the size, he's got the frame to play in the box. He comes down hard against the run, which is awesome. I didn't really find a lot of deficiencies. I, we're obviously not going to ask him to cover uh, a slot receiver one-on-one. I think that would be silly. Um, I think that he is athletic enough to and tall enough to stay with tight ends like you talked about. He might run into some issues trying to cover running backs, but the guy can move. He comes down hard. He's got a really good motor. There was one play against Oklahoma State where uh, a receiver caught a screen, starts running to the right side of the field, doesn't see what he likes, cuts back to an open field. Uh, This is on the right hash, cuts back, and on a normal instance, if this receiver was maybe a little faster and there wasn't a JL Skinner on the field could have scored by cutting back to nobody on the left side of the field. I watched JL Skinner come down from one side of the field to track him 
and then completely follow him and make that tackle. Like that to yeah. me is exactly what I want in a run defending safety. It's, the guy has everything you want. Like I don't see a reason to not be be in on a, a JL Skinner. You know who he kind of reminded me of, and this is a big comp, is I did get some Cam Chancellor vibes at, at times. Like he wow. I think he is a enforcer, man. Like again, Cam Chancellor was so good because he was able to freelance a little bit because he had Earl Thomas next to him, right? So like Earl Thomas was kind of the eraser on the back end from a pass coverage perspective, which let Cam Chancellor play strong safety, play mid-hole, be an enforcer in the run game. I think he has that type of upside on the next level. Like Jeremy Chin, Cam Chancellor, he's that type of dude. But the reason I'm so high on him is because like you can find this type of player throughout the draft, usually this kind of bigger safety that can also do some stuff on the second level. But I think JL Skinner is a pretty special athlete at his size. Not quite Kyle Hamilton again, but like explosive, can change directions. There's not a hindrance from an athleticism perspective. So call him a big nickel, call him a strong safety, call him a linebacker. I don't care. All I know is defensively, this is that nameless football player, mm. right? Like the positionless football player. I can use JL Skinner all over the second and third level and be a very successful football player, in my opinion. And I'm going to say pretty definitively, I think this this he's a first round pick. Uh, I'm I'm willing to put him, pair him with Jordan Battle as like a one A one B because they're they're different players. I can't I can't pick one over the other necessarily. But right now I'm at a one A one B with these two guys because I, I think that the, all the all the boxes are checked for yeah. what what teams are looking for in a safety. And the NFL likes him. He got a nice grade on NFS. We haven't seen the bluster report on JL Skinner, but the NFL likes him. He contemplated coming out in the draft last year because he was a junior last year, so he could have technically entered the 2022 class. But I mean, yeah, John, I'm there. Like if you told me. He ends up being a first round pick. I'd be like, yup, I, I get it. I get it. You know, but I think he's a first to second round type of football player right now. He's you're a, he needs to fall into a deep with a defensive coordinator that is creative because I don't want right. them to pigeonhole him and just ask him to do things that he's not incredibly comfortable at. But he has all the goods to being a really good player on the next level. There's no doubt. Like, I hope that a team utilizes him again, similarly to how Jeremy Chin's utilized for Carolina. Like, I think that would be a perfect role for him. Yeah, we're we're big fans of uh, of JL Skinner here on the pod. The the other guy that we have, Antonio Johnson from Texas A and M, a lot leaner, very different mm-hmm. usage. Uh, what do you got on on him for for a background? So he was a much higher recruit. He was out of he's a St. Louis kid originally, so he's out of East St. Louis High School, obviously in St. Louis, um, Illinois, actually in East St. Louis, Illinois, not Missouri. So. Joe, this kid was Army All-American, consensus four-star recruit across the board, everywhere. And he was, last year in high school, he totaled 98 tackles, two interceptions, was also listed as an athlete coming out. So he actually had 39 receptions for 830 yards and seven touchdowns. So there were some teams recruiting him as a wide receiver, some recruiting him as a defensive back. I think some were recruiting him as a corner. Like, he was getting recruited all over the place Ends up at Texas A&M. Obviously, they like him at safety. And this past year was his real big breakout season. He played a little bit as a freshman. I think he had one start. But this past year, 79 total tackles, eight and a half tackles for loss, interception, six pass breakups, a forced fumble, a sack. He was all over the place for Texas A&M, playing more of a nickel role. So he was kind of their overhang 
defender in their defense. So if like you go on pro football focus, for instance, he's very highly rated by their service, but they rank him as a corner because he played most of his spots as a nickel corner defensively. Mm. I'll actually, I might look that up real quick as we're talking and just seeing what the breakdown was as far as number of number of plays that were in the slots, number of plays that were in deep safety, second level, all that good stuff. So if you bear with me for one yeah. second, because I and have Antonio it, Johnson, uh, though, it's kind of funny considering him to, I would, I would classify him as a defensive back. I wouldn't even yeah. put the, the safety moniker on him because you watched how he played at Texas A&M and he played a ton in the slot. And if he wasn't in the mm-hmm. slot, he was playing somewhere ne- near the box. Like I, there were not a lot of reps where he was, it felt like where he was playing over the top and they had a, not a crowded safety room, but a talented safety room where they needed sure. him to play a different role. He was on the field a ton, but the way yes. that he's used that ability to be a, a nickel corner, if you will, or a nickel DB to cover guys in the slot, a, a big nickel that's got coverage skills. Like that's a very valuable skill. Like that's something mm-hmm. that uh, the opposite of JL Skinner, what he does this is the 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 opposite direction of coverage based rather than run based. Like that's another thing that NFL teams are looking for. All right, you ready for this breakdown, Joe? Yeah. Of his of his alignment. So he had the most snaps he had was in the slot. Six hundred and three total snaps as an overhang slot defender. Wow. He had a hundred. Next closest was hundred and thirty snaps in the box. So as a second level defender, then the next after that was forty three snaps on the defensive line. So he's playing on the line of scrimmage. And then you have 19 reps as an outside corner and four reps as a free safety. So to your point, he's only played on the roof about four times last year, which is pretty crazy to think about. So this is a big nickel. This is a slot defender. That's what you've seen. So where, where does that worry you? Worries me because if I'm projecting him as a safety, I haven't really seen him work from depth at all. Yeah. Right. Like everything is, tight short spaces everything is man-to-man coverage everything is as a slot defender that being said my guy's got the goods joe he's got the goods man 6'3 195 he's got length he is stupid explosive man like he changes direction i was shocked to see a 6'3 guy change direction like this this guy is a legitimate dude where i say he's going to play safety for me and i'm going to ask him to do a lot of different things but he can play nickel at the next level like not a full-time like corner playing nickel but like he can play that big nickel role mm-hmm. and play it very well and the biggest thing for me was i thought his eyes were good but that changed of direction man when he saw things coming he's able to explode on the on the wide receiver in front of him when he's seeing things develop that closing speed is outrageous for a guy like antonio johnson yeah that that was what popped to me is that ability to close down immediately shutting down, things yeah. down when he saw where those guys coming out of the slot were going on those routes. Uh, most, of, I feel like all of my analysis on him, all my thoughts on him just come from those coverage plays. I, I don't really know how I feel him about him as a run defender. Cause there's not, not enough context. I don't know how I feel about him as you know, a deep drop or even really any zone drops for the most part mm-hmm. outside of near the line of scrimmage. Cause there's not enough context for that. That's where, where the evaluation gets tricky on, and Antonio Johnson, where I love the coverage skills, but yeah. I I'm not willing to really buy into him outside of mid second round. 
Like I, I wow. just, but it, I, I really like him. I'm not saying that he's not good, but like, I just think like to be realistic mid second round. Cause what, what do we classify him as? Do we classify him as a safety? I think NFL teams yes. get confused by, by stuff like this. Well, NFL teams are stupid sometimes, but uh, I, I but if <laughs> it's not, you're not wrong, but they always overthink guys like this. They do. I, I'm not saying that they don't, but I just, I don't know, man. Like I saw a special athlete here, like JL Skinner. I can get a down with because like, I feel like I'm a creative mind defensively and I would have a lot of fun with you as a jail skinner. I think that Antonio Johnson is going to be a victim of the fact that he hasn't been asked to do some things. So they're question marks right. for sure. No doubt about that. Yes. But I do think that when you're looking at a player, there is creativity that comes from the fact of like, does he have the traits to do it? And I think that he has a trait to do everything that you want. Defensively. So where, where are you, where would you take him early second? Oh no, dude! I, he's a first rounder, hundred percent. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. These 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 types of athletes are special. Like he's a special athlete, in my opinion. I think he's going to run four fours at six three, two hundred plus pounds. I think he's going to test phenomenally. I think short area stuff is going to be dumb. Like I, I guarantee he broad jumps well, vertical jumps. At, like yes, this kid is. He's got the goods, man. Like I've seen him cover slot receivers. I've seen him cover bigger uh, tight ends, do all that type of stuff. He's a very, very willing run defender. You can blitz him off the edge. Like you can do everything with this kid, man. I'm all in. I'm all in on Antonio Johnson. Good football player. Really good player. Maybe I'm overthinking him a little bit. I definitely have him over Brandon Joseph. You're not not overthinking him because you, again. I just don't know. I just, my problem is, is that. I agree. The traits are there. The guy can yes. move. The guy can move yes. really freaking well. Yep. But I have no idea what his instincts are like playing over the top. Like, is That's he fine. a strong? Yeah. But is he a strong safety though? Like, or is he a free safety? Like, I just don't know where he he places. I think there's just a lot of obscurity. And if if he's being drafted, some teams might purely rate him as a nickel, like just straight up as like a nickel safety, nickel corner, based on what he did at Texas A and M which he does right. phenomenally. He should be mm-hmm. considered to be the best nickel defensive back. I'm going to keep using that word defensive back. Mm-hmm. Nickel defensive back in the class because of how freaking good he is in coverage. Right. But that's, you know, that's a sub package guy. That's not like a full-time guy. I I just I, I'd like I'm not, I don't want to make it seem like I'm not creative enough to fully project him, but it's just hard to fully wrap my head around him when he's only doing a very pigeonholed thing at at Texas A&M when he could be doing more. I, I get it, man. I get it. This is this is the tough part of evaluation sometimes is that you have not seen the full scope of him, I think, on film. Like, you haven't seen it. I think that he can do a lot more than what Texas A&M asked him to do. The problem is, is that Texas A&M has a really good secondary. Like, they have a lot of dudes in that back end, man. I mean, I was talking about Jalen Jones in the quarterback show. It's like, he's got two other corners that might push him for a starting job, you know? Like, it's an embarrassment of riches, but I think if you just, I'm, I'm, I mean, this is the summer scouting part of it, right? Mm-hmm. I think that he can do a whole lot more than what he's given the the freedom to do in this system. But to your point, you can't really evaluate something that you can't see, right? So like he hasn't done these things, but there's also the other layer of, but I think he can do more. So like that is the battle. That's the that's the quarrel back and forth of like what he can do versus what he's asked to do. Like that's, that's why it's up. It's like evaluating a running back and they, they play in a system where like they don't, they 
aren't asked to catch the football much, yeah. but then you see a couple reps where you're like, okay, but like he can do it. It's just, it's not a part of their offense. Right. And that's, that's where this scouting thing gets tough. That's really where it gets tough. I would hope that the new defensive coordinator at Texas A&M uses him a little bit differently. And mm-hmm. maybe we have a little bit more context, but um, two fun, very, very fun safeties yep. in this class on, on this, on this show. And we're going to get to our full rankings tomorrow. Likely, be sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out at Joe DeLeon at Rise and Draft at NFL Prospects Pod. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.